Well, hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 33. This is our weekly live stream where we discuss music, music technology, and in today's episode, quite a lot of gear as the holidays approach. Thank you for joining us. My name is Sun Warper, and with me today is Eon Lake. How are you? I'm okay, buddy. Yeah. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. What you been up to? Not so much, actually, this week. Okay. So rambling. Yeah, it's been a really... L- difficult time to find time in the studio is what i will say i've been listening to some good shows shout out to survey channel for his oral dogma which um i don't know if you've heard it but it's pretty cool if you like to go on a nice uh two-hour tramadol trip of, of tune <laughs> i would recommend it um and the enclosure three that's dj space terrapin does and uh kate's dark train as well you know yeah if i can't do it I'm going to listen to somebody else doing it, you know, and it, it's um, something I'll come back to later on in the show, actually. But okay. the reason I'm mentioning it now, but yeah, I've been listening to other people making music. Nice. All right. I've done a little bit myself, though, on the move. Um, mobile. Okay. Well, let, <laughs> let's get to that in a little bit. <laughs> and uh, also with me today, or with us today, I should say, is my... Audionautic co-pilot Curtis, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I like the way that you say we talk gear because the holidays are coming up. As if that's the excuse. As if we wouldn't just talk about gear. <laughs> no, I mean there's a lot of new gear coming out because everyone's trying to meet. You know, Black Friday, Christmas, all that type of stuff. We always talk gear. But yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, in a similar fashion to you, I've uh, I've had a few new installations in the studio. As you can see, perhaps we've got two new headstocks just here. Yeah, but, nice brand new base well not really a brand new base basically i, I did up my base uh on, on this lag as well so i got them tuned up restrung and everything's good on that front so, more yeah. details please <laughs> <laughs> i basically uh yeah um I, I took them from my garage back in the uk got re- got more restrung they were in a sorry sorry state really mm. sorry state and um yeah just got them done up and now they're there ready to go so we're looking at kind of doing they're both in c and now everything is complete. And in theory, in theory, I know I say this every time, we could be looking at like a full full live set kind of thing. So not doorless, though. I won't be going doorless. Uh, using Ableton. Using Ableton, Ableton Live, yeah. using the launch pad, that kind of thing. Creating a... So, so what I was doing at the beginning marooned, but kind of got a bit disenchanted with it. So we'll see. What about you, Sam? What have you been up to? Have a busy. The desk is quite bare. I've been clean. Yeah, well, it's not clean. It's uh, I'm moving everything because this desk is going. This desk that I'm on is going to be going. Everything's going to be going pretty much. I'm doing like a total rebuild. I've got some of the new gear here, but that's just temporary. But I'm I'm stoked. Once I can get everything up, it's going to be a really cool studio. I like drew up the plans and have it all meticulously crafted out and all that. So it's just doing it now that's not gonna be fun but it'll be worth it and then i just put up a new jam on my youtube i've been doing those dibiase's diners it's a discord challenge for serato uh they're a lot of fun i just work in the sp and it's a way to really learn how to make full tracks on the sp using the sampling and things like the pattern i finally updated the sp so eon lake will be happy (laughs) a little late but it was worth it and uh yeah i've got my live stream on saturday it's at 11 a.m pacific if anybody wants to come and watch it's free over on my Bandcamp. 11 a.m pacific is when we go live now like it's 11 15 so whatever time it is now for anyone watching that'll be the time that i'll be playing live on saturday 7 p.m uk 
Yeah, uh, yeah, 7 p.m. Right. UK, 8 p.m. Oh, 8 p.m. Here. here, there 8 we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is until the clocks decide to do their thing. I mean, hopefully, that's we'll, after we'll, Saturday. We'll, we'll, we'll at the mercy, <laughs> and we'll change the clocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that time of the year in Audio Nautic where everything gets a bit skew oh. because we change, and then over in the States, they change. And so, for about a week, some Warfare and I are just a bit like, What the hell is going on? We have an hour apart, isn't it, for a week or two, isn't it? Yeah, we get a little more separated in time, and it's just a nightmare. It makes me sad inside. Not in <laughs> but we've got a lot of gear to talk about this week. Should we start with Should we start with what Eon Lake very nicely teased for us? I think so, because why wait, right? Yeah, why wait? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up. Eon Lake, tell us, what is this? So I wanted to talk about this because, you know, Sun Warper, as we know, is a massive fan of Ableton. <laughs> and uh, Curtis is a huge fan of uh, the iOS platform. <laughs> you are just world... speaking completely factual right now <laughs> <laughs> nothing but facts yes able to note uh, i just you know tripped over this during the week and it's like well, huh what you did what you brought out what um but it is um it's like a note-taking app this is really quite useful it's eight great british pounds whatever they're worth today i don't know probably nothing but eight of them gets you this and um and it's uh, it's kind of like a stripped down version of live um you can play certain instruments that are available in it with effects on it that are available in it the idea being you can sketch out some ideas quite easily and there's um you can either transfer files through the whole iTunes horror. Um, <laughs> then there's the, uh, you can send them via Bluetooth, or you can just enable the cloud function on both the app and on your Ableton installation. And it just appears there magically then in your little cloud folder. Anything that you export from the app up into the cloud, like that. Yeah. There it is. It appears in a little folder in your Ableton window, and you can just open it directly. And it's what you'll see is you won't have any re sends and returns, um, but you will have a load of instrument tracks with effects on them. And it sounds pretty much identical. I've had a little go and accidentally wrote a song. Um, <laughs> Isn't that how it always happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a win already. I think I'm going to be using this a lot, basically. It's on my phone and on my iPad. And for actually having some serviceable sounds and some effects that do enough and being able to actually write something that inspires you and that can sound slightly mangled as well, it doesn't have to sound like some clean out-of-the-box nonsense. Do you feel like that might be the difference between this and GarageBand? Because I was going to ask you, why why would you choose this over GarageBand beyond just it being connected to Ableton, but maybe yeah. that's it, that it's those synths, right? Yeah, because I've used GarageBand a bit, and I find it a bit clunky. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's usable, but it is a bit clunky, and then there's, you've got all that hassle of trying to get the files out of it into something else. It's super hard. I've done it. You know, you bounce them down as WAVs, and you can transport them out and whatnot, but it's just a bloody faff, you know, to be able to just do something and then just go to another device, and there it is. I mean, you, you can't beat that. This is what we need, really. You don't want to be, I do it. I don't want to be messing around with technology in order to do music. You know, I don't want. I want a, a, as frictionless an environment as possible, so that I can just get on and do the stuff that I want to do. Gone are the days when I can be bothered to fix things that don't want to work. I'm fed up with it. <laughs> I just want to make music. 
And this really helps, you know, it, it's the chance to do something on the move is with a device you've always got with you. I mean, the phones and tablets have been promising this kind of stuff for ages, and I've got a ton of apps installed online. I'm sure you have as well, and they're of varying use, but there's always something that holds it back, something limiting. I don't know. I think this one could actually be quite useful for me. I've found it useful so far, oh. and I think convenience is key, really. Obviously, if you don't use Ableton, it's not that convenient, right? Yeah, that's what you I was going to say. Uh, Kurt, before I switch to you, just really quick, in the chat, we've got Shady Ridge and Hydro Fighter. Both of them are our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. How are you guys doing? And what's your take on this Ableton note? Because I know Hydro Fighter uses it. I think Shady does. Now I'll throw it to you, Curtis. I'm on the I'm on the same vibe as Howard on this one. Yeah. Um, the uh, Ableton. I mean, I you know how much I love Ableton since I switched from FL. And FL have their own. They have their own mobile app, which is is very clunky and it doesn't really compute. But the idea of just walking along it. From the from the advert as well, it looks like you're working in portrait mode. So it's it's done for it's done for your fingers like this, which is it's very slick and very shiny and very nice and what you need. And then the yeah. cloud set again. I think you can use it both ways around, but yeah. Okay, well then they have that plus with the cloud synchronicity. I just need to get an iPhone. I I I, I, <laughs> I use an Android, but I mean it looks really cool. Hopefully they'll bring it out on Android. If they don't, I might just have to switch to iOS. It's got to be half the phones out there, hasn't it? I mean it'd be mad not to. Yeah, I mean it. It's just it just it looks. I mean I know it's an advert, but it looks like it really works. And if it is for sketching down ideas, then that, hmm. I mean, I'm down. I yeah. thought it was like what the hell at first. It was a little bit. Like, mm. There's some things that are counterintuitive. Like if you're playing notes in, you see them appear on the screen and everything. Mm. And then they just disappear, and it's like, well, how do I record this? But it's kind of like sampling what you're doing all the time. And if you like what you did, you can just pit, create clip, and it uses what you typed in to create a clip. And then when you do overdubs on top of that, you can audition stuff. Oh. And the notes will appear in the little clip window. You see the notes appear in that. And if you like what you did, you can just say, you know, add to clip, and or you can just let them time out and do something else. So I quite liked that workflow as well. Hmm. Well, it's a convenient way of getting an idea and then adding to it. Keep us updated. I'm sure we'll come back to it in a few weeks. So get down hmm. into it. Hydrofighter says, I'm not really interested in doing music on my phone. That's why I have a laptop. Yeah, but what, what do you think about if you just want to capture an idea when you're out and about? Maybe that never happens, but that's kind of like what I use GarageBand for. And it sounds like that's kind of the way Eon Lake is thinking about doing it is, you know, when you just need to take a note down quick, so I right. think I think the best part about it is what Eon Lake was saying is that interconnectivity that it's been promised between phone, computer, things like that. So mm. you can take your music on the go and you have those synths. That's what I think is the best part is that you have those synths from Ableton that you know and love and you know how to work. Like on GarageBand, you have Alchemy, but you don't have a lot of other synths that are mm. in there. Like the FM synth from Logic is one of the ones I always use and that's not there. So it's nice to have the synths you know, and you can just directly import it into Ableton, no changes whatsoever. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that the, the, that barrier isn't there, I mean, he's absolutely right. It, why have a limitation? And using a phone is a pain in the backside. But then again, if it's all you have, and you can just pick it up again on your laptop when you are next in front of it. Yeah. You never know when the inspiration strikes, do you? Is whatever you've got on you at the time, and it's mm. just convenience. I think for me as well, like if I'm on the tram or if I'm on a train somewhere going, like and okay, it's like long journeys, you might read or something like that. But it's better than 
obviously not doom scrolling or anything like that. Um, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's not a replacement crazy. for Ableton. It's a addition to it right. where you can yeah, now take like, it portable. That's that's what I think. If you look at it like that, it's awesome. If you look at it like I'm going to make all my music on it, and I'm sure there's going to be some people that make awesome music just on that. But I think that is less of the enthusiasm. It's more the fact that, hey, this is an extension and it's directly connected phone to yeah, computer. Yeah, Sketchpad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. But yeah, these kind of conversations, what we have over on our Patreon feed, which is what you do if you are a Patreon. This show is brought to you by our patrons who are in the chat. Hello. Thank you very much indeed. If you are enjoying the show and if you're vibing with it, consider becoming a patron. It only starts at $2. And from that, you get behind the scenes footage. You get early access to all our shows. Uh, and like you say, we have a Twitter chat, which is just with us, where you know we sit and we share these ideas on a daily, weekly basis. It's really cool. Yeah, if you want to check it out, head to patreon.com slash audionautic, and the link is also in the description down below. Mm, very good. Now, let's move across to the next big boy, or should I say big sky, shall we? Uh, <laughs> let's move up to the sky. <laughs> let's move up to the sky. This is here. If I bring this up here so we can see up on here, we have a brand new plugin from Strymon. Now, Strymon, kings of plugins, you might say. That might be putting them on Pedals, the pedals, not plugins. Uh, sorry, yes, pedals. Yeah, completely. Yeah. They've just brought out a plug-in version of the Big Sky. Now, I believe I know I've got a Big Sky. Some of you've got a Big Sky, right? Yeah. And Ian, like, do you have one in the? Probably got one in the studio. No. Too. About the Whoa. time that I'm, I'm looking for a hardware one, they decided to bring out a plug-in. <laughs> yeah, I have mixed feelings on this one, and I'm a huge proponent of big of the Big Sky as a pedal. Mm. Why don't you lead it, some of? Well, What's I believe on? the cost is two hundred dollars. It is too. And yeah. I think the Big Sky as a pedal is 400, which is quite expensive, mm -hmm. but it's worth it for the what it does as a pedal. It's got some great amp sims. Yeah, it does all of that. I guess it's the exact same thing, which is awesome. But for 200 bucks, I mean, there's free alternatives that we always talk about that I haven't even touched my Big Sky in over a year because of said alternative that's free and a plug-in. So I think 200 misses the mark quite drastically and i'm sure there's reason for it and stuff but it just doesn't yeah. seem right i'm yeah. sure it's quality software as oh, well oh yeah every faith in them and i'm sure their algorithm kicks ass as well but yeah the pedal's incredible i mean and this is that that on your computer which is awesome but i have some concerns i have it concerns. i've ranted about in the past about i like software I love the total recall, the fact that you can bring everything back the way it was. It really helps when you're trying to mix an album or track or do your last overdubs and whatever. You can just bounce between songs and so on. But it really bothers me that I'm tied to software and a certain OS version and a certain this mm -hmm. and a certain that. And at some point, it's going to become obsolete. Or since someone mentioned the awesome alchemy synth... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to have Alchemy until they were bought by Apple, and then all of a sudden, all their stuff stopped. Yeah. yeah. A load of good plugins that, you know, all right, you could use them for a bit, but as your OS starts to get upgraded, you know, they become obsolete. You can't use them anymore. And so that's why I started going a little bit more down the hardware route so that you've got a thing that you could still have in 20 years or something, and it still works and so on. And I think the more. The more things have computers in them and we start to be reliant on certain operating systems and drivers and things like that, it just means that your money ultimately 
is has got a shelf life, mm-hmm. and then you've got to buy something else, or you've got to upgrade, or you've got to do this, and you know they don't always they're not always compatible. Some bits of kit may need you to upgrade, other bits of kit you know can't upgrade anymore. They don't do any more drum kit drivers for my drum kit, so I can't go beyond a certain level with that. Otherwise, I'll lose compatibility with that. So, yeah, there comes a point where I, I keep a split between software and hardware because yeah. there's benefits to both that we will all understand. But it does worry me a bit that it's... That's why I liked the uh, Big Muff idea, the fact that it's a plug-in, but it's it, it's hardware, right? And if all goes wrong and that all this stuff stops being supported and doesn't work anymore, you've still got a pedal, right? Yeah. That works, yeah. You know? This is what concerns me i want my stuff to work forever and ever. Yeah. never need to be serviced <laughs> good luck with that in the subscription <laughs> yeah. world we live in today yeah good luck <laughs> you know what i mean though oh yeah and curtis what's your take on this as a big sky owner uh well i in a similar fashion again with the price 200 bucks is i mean if i'm going to spend 200 bucks on something i'm going to buy a synthesizer vsd as opposed to an effect mm-hmm. vsd Especially when we've got the beauties of the uh, plugins that we shall not name. Duper passive. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it rhymes with it. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I just, I, I, as ever with me as well, I wonder about CPU. These high end, yeah. These these high end plugins are, or they always they always eat a lot of uh, CPU. And if you're on a laptop or if you're on a budget laptop or something like that, or a budget computer or an old computer. It's not, it's just, I, I suppose it, it's just going to eat you up and you yeah. put it on one effects chain and suddenly you can't do anything else. That I wonder if there's not- any communication between the pedal and the plugin in a, in a similar vein to the Big Muff that <clears throat> Leon Lake was talking about. I didn't see anything and I don't think there is. There may come a time because I believe the Big Sky has MIDI and USB, does it not? It does, yeah. yeah. It does, yeah. So, that, that, I mean, that would be an interesting way to kind of see yeah. if it can talk. Like you can recant or re if you keyed in a, a tone on your hardware, if you could yeah. then emulate that in VST or vice versa, yeah. that would be a really interesting thing to do. I'd like to see that. pedal as a controller for the VST. Yeah, yeah and then you can save those things that you made on the computer into the... Because you can save patches on the Big Sky, so it'd be cool to have that crossover. Mm-hmm. I would hope... I mean, that was the other thing. There's no that I've seen discount for people who own a Big Sky to get the pedal. Mm. and uh, i i would hope i mean if they do start doing communication between the two or something or if there already is but i didn't see anything about it i would hope that they do something to that effect i mean that would be a very pro-consumer friendly move but we'll see we'd like to see where it goes out we'd like to know what you guys in the chat think about this kind of thing we all know about the what's the phrase we also know how the greatness of striving is is this going to be emulated in mm-hmm. the version uh you know is it something that you'd spend 200 dollars on let us know yeah, I have a feeling we'll see their other pedals being released in this format too, if it goes well. Yeah, I feel that we'll get that way. Yeah, I'd like to know what, what people think about, you know, how much money do you want to be spending on plugins and, and instruments versus effects? Obviously, you know, Curtis has got a, a bias there, and I, I think I'm with him on that one, really. Um, does everyone else feel that way? I mean, you know, I'd rather have an instrument that, yeah. that creates a lot of different sounds, especially if it's sample based or something compared to a reverb i mean a good reverb <laughs> goes a long way and you know but i do have a couple already sort of things so i mean yeah. I, I i it is also a case of i know that it is a case in in our in our world but the more you spend generally speaking the higher the quality in hmm. in generally speaking like i for example i know that Lau uses it um he posted a screenshot on his facebook the other day 
I know that he uses it, and I mean, he makes a very lush ambient. So it might be a case of it's one of those where you you buy the plugin and suddenly you're an ambient king. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't need that one for that though. True. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it's just maybe, maybe, maybe. But again, two hundred dollars is a hell of a price tag for yeah. BSD. Um, you can buy, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, you can buy you can buy a few entry level Spitfire uh, VSTs for that and make yourself an orchestral yeah. beauty. You know, uh, I was gonna say I would rather put that two hundred towards a synth that's recently been announced from Arturia. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I would much rather do because that looks awesome. Did, yeah. But before we do that, Shady Rich says I've actually started looking at buying more guitar effect pedals this week putting a wish list together what effects and what pedals are you considering i i always recommend the big sky as a pedal i don't know how i feel about recommending it as a plug-in we'll see because like curtis mentioned cpu is an issue but yeah let's talk about this arturia because this looks pretty cool let's bring this up so this is the this is the new mini freak which again looks incredibly exciting looks incredibly exciting yeah um I just play this through so you can see. But it's multiple oscillators. I think it's two oscillators. Six voice yeah. polyphony, 12 voice paraphony, three digital effects. I think that's three you can have at any time together. And there's multiple different effects per like effects choice. Uh, two oscillators per voice. That's it. Two oscillators per voice, two LFOs and a sequencer. And I would assume it's the same sequencer as their key step and beat step, right? Yes, completely. Yeah. Completely so this is like an evolution of the micro freak which eon lake always sings the praises of and this thing looks awesome one thing just to clarify yeah. from the note you said so that's two lfos that's two lfos per oscillator oh even that's better two LFOs yeah. per oscillator yeah i believe and it's an all digital synth, right per voice yeah yeah and i think it's all digital synth right there's no like analog circuitry or anything yeah yeah so does that mean it's duophonic then it's polyphonic and par- paraphonic yeah. yeah, it goes six voice poly- polyphony, 12 voice paraphony. Oh, and that might to do with the fact that there isn't necessarily an envelope per voice, but it, yeah, okay. This is just the first patch when you open it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very, uh, very castles in space. <laughs> I think what's really cool with the digital aspect is you can yeah, you have so we- much more you can program and change around and things like that. It's nice to see digital synths making like a comeback-ish, I guess, whatever you want to call it, because it was analog yeah. for the lot. People were, I want analog, I want analog, but you do get a lot more options, let's put it, with the digital. Yeah, definitely. You get a lot more bang for your buck. You get a lot more oscillator types. Yeah. You get a lot more voices, generally speaking, because you don't have to build that circuit for every single voice that you need. You know, it's it, you get a lot more for your money. They do things, some things really, really well, you know. Yeah. Same as analog synths do. Yeah. If you're serious about your business, you must buy all of them. <laughs> well, that's what you do, as we know. <laughs> so are you thinking about getting this one? You on like? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I've got a microfreak. I'm well happy with that. It, I use everything I do, everything, <laughs> without fail. Um, yeah, I think maybe if it, if this had come out before the Cobalt, before I got the Cobalt 8, maybe. But I've got an 8-voice digital polysynth yeah. with yeah. built-in effects and so on. It, I'm only really just scratching the surface with it at the moment. It's a lovely bit of kit. It does make lovely sounds. Oh. Um, and my favorite patches so far have been the ones I wrote, which is good. 
but yeah, if it if it had been released before that, I'd have been I'd have been weighing up the two and possibly going um, Arturia because um, I like everything that I've got of theirs. You know, I've got the Beatstep Pro as well, um, and the plugins that they do are really good. I've, I've not ever seen them put a foot wrong. <laughs> I would love a a, a poly brute, <laughs> but um, doubt I'm ever going to have that kind of money to spend. So yeah. I'd certainly look very kindly on it. And I don't know, how much are these? That's what I don't know. I was going to ask. Uh, I'm thinking how much will they be, you know. Here, it's uh, 600 euro. Oh, okay. So 600 euro, $600. That's not too bad. £560 for you, Ian. It's not expensive, is it? So 400 more (laughs) than the Big Sky plugin. Now he changes his shoes. (laughs) 400 more than the Big Sky plugin. That's obviously it's 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 not no money, but I mean comparatively for what you're getting about what you get compared to some analog rivals and so on. But I guess it's competing with the Hydrosynth, right? That's it. What the Explorer is is that the the lower? Well, there's a desktop and a tinier. Keyboard, yeah, they've Hydrosynth, got, right? it? it's a Hydrosynth and the, the, the Hydro. There's the Explorer is one of them. Explorer, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the mini with the keyboard? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Because yeah, I think yeah. they just call the desktop one desktop. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look at the differences between them. I still, I've been weighing it up because I've on my proverbial wish list for a while, I've had either <clears throat> deciding between either Behringer Deep, Deep Mind, mm. the, um, the Hydrosynth or... And then this came in. It's kind of like the similar kind of fashion on that. And yeah. it's one a, a pad synth is what I want. This is like my arpeggiator machine. Mm-hmm. And like a pad synth is or a poly synth is really what I want. I was, this came up. I was like, maybe. It's calling you the siren oh, sound cool. of the <laughs> mini freak. Maybe. I'm just, I mean, maybe when I get, maybe when I got a bit of money coming in, maybe we'll see. If Have you counted your kidneys recently? Well, I mean, I've got about a quarter of one left. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, so what else do we have on the uh, docket for news? We've got the major from GPU. Uh, this is just a this is a interesting one. It's a synth plugin, but it's powered not. It's powered by your graphics card, which in theory means that it oh. should be much more powerful than yeah. just running off the hard drive in your computer. Um, this is really interesting because this opens the floodgate for. Uh, new ways of completely changing the, the CPU. You know, I'm always banging on about CPU usage. <laughs> With an eight-year-old computer? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, again, so this is, as you can see, this is, my, this is uh, similar to your, this is a wavetable sim- similar to your, like your uh, Vital or your Serum or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which both are quite CPU intensive. Um but this is, yeah, it's an eight-layer instrument, which is a cross between the Silence and the Rapture. Now, I don't know if you've ever used a Silence or anything like that, but it's a hell of a lead synth, really good lead plugin. This is another one that's coming through. But the technology is what makes this shine. Again, coming from your yeah. graphics card, you've got a non-integrated graphics card. You're golden. So you can run that and other synths at the same time. I mean, there's no issues running CPU synths and a GPU synth at the same time, right? Yeah, so... That would be great if you could have the choice per synth at some point, you know, to switch. Oh, let's have this one on the GPU, this one on the CPU, just to alleviate some of the stress on the CPU. Like yeah. Diva. Just think. Like Diva. If you could throw Diva, 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 just, Diva, just throw Diva to the GPU and everything else on the CPU and you're golden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could just run you could just run Diva for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. 
What are you thinking, Howard? Hmm. Might be an interesting one. Now he's got to decide what to buy. I know. I right? have a machine with um with a discrete graphics card that really makes it worthwhile. But you know, if you've got some crazy PCI Radeon gate rig at home from Bitcoin mining or uh, you know just high end gaming, then um, yeah, I mean, it can make a big difference to performance. Um, I'm trying to offload my CPU a fair bit at the moment in what I do. Because um, I find, you know, even with a reasonable machine, you know, you can thrash anything if you, you know, you go long enough, put enough effects on, and just, you know, don't hold yourself back in any way. Um, I do like the fact that it's, you know, it's one of these ultra modern um, software-based uh, sensors. It's got loads of different engines and so on. It's going to be capable of a huge range of sounds and whatnot. Um, I take it the fact that you can run it on a GPU is admitting that it's going to be an absolute resource monster. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, really. You know, if they've got a demo <laughs> option, that might be a, a very well-used button by a lot of people, really. Sort of run it on your system and see if you can cope with it. And, and, and if you've got a decent graphics card, if that helps, it definitely seems like a try-before-you-buy job for me. I mean, I do like synths like that. I'm not really in the market for anything new at the moment. I'm really trying to focus more. <laughs> he says that this week nice. and then next week. I ordered a mini free. Well, I was fiddling around last night and I got a really strangled tone out of one of my synths. And I just thought, that's, that's awesome. I yeah. love it. And the fact that, you know, still stumbling upon stuff after having something for over a year, you know, it's just, that's what I want to do. I want to mine my existing rig as much as I can. Before it stretch out into other things, so it's got some good software sense as well. You know that I could do more with too. To be fair, yeah, man, I'm with you completely. I've been I've been digging into the Voca FM, the original mm. one, not the two, and plugging it into the SP and messing with the different algorithms and the carrier attacks and decays. And I've been getting some crazy sounds out of it. And I mean, that's like the only synth I've been using lately. That dusty lo-fi stuff was sounding good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Dusty Rhodes, right? The uh, the best yeah. session player in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> David's in the chat. He says, hey, everyone, how's it going? David, what's up? Hey, man. How's it going? One more piece of news, which is a bit of a combo break, if we were to take it from Street Fighter. Some more, I feel this is your... your yeah, part. I had to make good on what I was talking about um, last week when I talked about Apple. They did add a Q&A feature on Apple Music for artists. Mm -hmm. Because remember, we were looking at that blog they posted, and I didn't see it. So there, you can change. You can put info like your date of birth, which I wouldn't put, your location, things like that. That's public as a musician. That's why right. I'm saying I wouldn't put it. But there's also this Q&A section where you can link to albums that will ask you. Can you go back to that uh, Q&A? Just go back a second or two. That yeah. bottom portion there where it says Q&A, there's three questions. And the first one is like... Uh, link three you don't link you choose from apple music three of your favorite albums and give i think 200 characters of why so it's just a way to show like your influence maybe connect with audiences like hey this is what i listen to people are like, i didn't know you listen to them i don't hear that at all in your music you know just it's just something to show who you are yeah. and there's a couple other questions i'm blanking what they were i think one is choose your favorite song of your own so it kind of is a way to promote like your a song that you just released or something or you can explain why you chose it and then i think the other one is something like 
uh, describe a musical uh, event of yours or something or like a memorable moment in with music for you. So it's just a way to add a little more context about who you are on Apple Music. I think it's kind of cool. I'd like to see Spotify and the others do something like this. But I just I had talked about it last week and it wasn't in that blog post. So I wanted to show yes, it is there. Now I will give a caveat. I did this. And I opened Apple Music. I'm not a subscriber and I searched my name and I did not see anything that I put there. It just wasn't there. Maybe it takes time or maybe it's, I don't know, still some back end issues or something, but it is something worth checking out. I don't, I haven't touched it myself. Um, I've got Spotify for artists, but I don't have Apple Music for artists because, well, it's just Apple Music, isn't it? Um, but the, <laughs> Someone could say the same about Spotify. Well, it's just yeah, Spotify. Yeah, I, I, I get so much anxiety just dealing with one, uh, <laughs> dealing with one like data set of data. That if yeah. I was to bring another set of data in, I think my brain would explode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I, I just it's it's interesting that they added it. It's cool to see, and I wonder if others will follow suit. Just you I know, know the the race. I remember the figures, but Apple Music as a proportion of the streaming market in America is big it is yeah. Yeah. it is it's a, lot bigger. a lot of people when you just i remember reading the number of how many people that actually is mm. Obviously, it's in the millions yeah um and it was like mm, yeah probably should give it some love yeah I so think, it, it I takes think, a I think second it's to really connect good. it's a really good thing like the the idea of fleshing out the story fleshing out the artist yeah. bringing, bringing it home so to speak it's a it's a cool idea it's a really cool idea um yeah. The, I might not put my date of birth on my bank account these days. I wouldn't mm -hmm. recommend any of that. I, <laughs> I will say if anybody wants us to do a little tutorial on how to connect to Apple for Artists and do those Q&As or anything like that, let us know. We'll gladly do one. Um, it, it's pretty easy to do, but like I said, they're pretty slow with a lot of things. So that's why I don't know if that Q&A that I filled out is still being posted. Like it took months just to get the image that I put up. Yeah. <laughs> so and it takes right. a while to get when you do register and connect it takes a little while before they respond so um that is one thing they could improve is their response time for sure when did you yeah, do yeah. that's fair say again young lake when was it you did that the q a part yeah. uh sometime this week because that's when i saw i just yeah. was like let me because i've never as we talked about last week I've never actually logged on to Apple for Artists on desktop. I've always done the phone, the iOS app. And the iOS app doesn't really give much. Uh, so it was sometime this week, probably Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's when I threw it in our little drive file. So it, I, I'll keep everyone updated if it does pop up. I may even email them if they even respond. But I am curious. Like I filled it out what, where to go. Because it's there yeah. on Apple for Artists. It's there, like the answers I put. It's just not. And maybe it's because I'm not a subscriber. It's not there when I look at it on Apple. Well, Music. yeah, because I've not changed mine since it was in beta. So uh -huh. you know, it's gone live since I last made a change to my profile. So yeah. I don't know what the, what the times are I'd like. I check it out. I definitely mm -hmm. recommend checking it out. And like you're saying, if they have a huge market in America, it's just a way to put extra stuff and maybe reach more people. And, you know, as we always talk about when companies or these social media or um, streaming platforms do something new, they usually promote that and show it to more people. So if you have five seconds to fill out a thing, you know, it might be worth it just to possibly get more reach. On Especially there. if you're the only one doing it for a while. That is the end of the news, as they say. Um, that was a lot of gear and a really interesting piece coming out from Out Music. Uh, you guys let us know in the chat or watching back uh any particular favorites anything to take away from that um 
set. That's all, that's all that gear. I mean, like you said, nearly Christmas. And my wallet is going to get absolutely <laughs> oh, destroyed. Yeah. yeah. How much of this floats your boat? I mean, I, I like listen. I like hearing about the software and the hardware, even yeah. if I'm not actually in the market. And the same yeah. goes for like the changes to platforms and so on. I think the Apple Music one's a little bit odd in the sense that you can't see it on the mobile platform. And I think they've missed a trick there, but maybe Definitely. that's coming. It's just like behind the desktop. You never know. Sure. Yeah, and Arturia uh, did announce a bunch of other gear. They announced a ton of stuff. They've got the Mini Lab Mark III, a new couple new plugins, I think. So if there's anything that interests you of that, let us know in the chat. We'll talk yeah. about it. Very much so. I just um, bought a Mini Lab too. I was like, really? Come yeah. on. The next day, <laughs> they go, here's the Mini Lab 3. Well, it's at that time of the show. Um, halfway through the show, um, our patrons uh, are invited to come on the show with us. It's again, part of the thing if you're a patron. And Hydro Fighter has joined us once again. He's in the lobby, gents. Uh, should, we, should we let him in? Hey, you haven't denied him yet, have you? Or I haven't denied him, him yet. I'm, okay. being, I'm, being, I'm being a willful gatekeeper. That's today. good. That's yeah. good. You're, you're improving, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or our pacing's improved. Very Yo, much, what's right. up, Hydro Fighter? Hey, dude. Hey, guys. How's it going, man? What's going on? Can you hear Hello? me? Yeah, we got yeah. you. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Aturia, it's a big conversation piece this week, and I bought the Keystep Pro. Nice. All right. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. Really flexible bit of kit, isn't it? It is very intuitive, uh, very easy to use. Uh, like what you were talking about earlier, Eon, it's pulling the load off of the DAW a little bit because all mm. of the sequencing is happening with inside of the keyboard. Arpeggiators, uh, step step recording loopers. I mean, that's why I got it because I wanted I want to pull it out of the DAW. Yeah, and there's um, I find it's one of those ones because of the way that you do it with the knob twisting for your notes and so on. It, it's it's open to happy accidents a fair bit as well. I find. Yeah, and it's uh, modular friendly too. So yeah. it has you know a couple of years two down the road when I start going that direction, mm. I've got some controllers to work with. It. Yeah, mine's, mine's set with the modular gear, but it receives MIDI clock from everything else so that it's in time. I feel like yeah. I've, I've, I've often looked at one of them. They're very sick and shiny kind of thing. I'd have to see. So is your kind of moving out of the door, Hydrofighter? Is it coming to its completion or is there more to go? No, I'm not going to add any more gear to what I intend on doing with the next stuff. So basically, I've got the... Key Steps Pro, the Beat Step Pro, the SFC 60, which is for the um, uh, the Juno, and then I'm using the APC 40 as the mix the mixer for everything. Oh. Yeah, I'm keen to see this new visual side of yeah, Hydrify that cool. you mentioned last week. And it'll be a little it'll right. be a little while before I start throwing some vids out there, but um, that's the plan. I can't wait. That'd be really fun. Be really Performance. Fun. Yeah. yeah, that's the plan. We're all leaning a bit in that direction at the moment, aren't we? <laughs> we just got to get there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, we are here for the round robin. This round robin actually comes to us from Eon Lake because I forgot this week. So Eon Lake, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eon Lake. So you want to Eon wanna, to the rescue? Tell us the story of this is uh, round robin. Kick us off. So I wish this is coming from a personal place because obviously I've had a lot of. Uh, issues finding enough time for music recently at a critical time for me it's not helpful with um, keeping the old momentum going and I, I've been getting quite frustrated about you know not being able to make progress 
it's frustrating because it, it's one of the only things I want to do and it's one of the things that I don't always have time for and that's not ideal in anyone's life. But um, the, the question is about coping with momentum when you don't have a lot of time for, for doing music. I mean, how do you keep your enthusiasm up? How do you keep the quality of your music up? How do you modify your approach to try and address some of the negative aspects of that situation. What do you do? Anyone got any tips? I've got a few myself. There are things that I do, but um, I would be very interested to hear like, how much of a problem this is for other people and what you do, if that's the case. What's your thinking? What's your strategy? Stand more, why don't you kick us off this way? Hold on, I'm, I'm writing, so you You're or writing. Hydro Fighter kick off. Yeah, I'm writing mine out because I, I want to mention each detail, so... <laughs> I'm being quite formal. <laughs> so if someone could take up the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to forget these. It's important. And I, uh, David in the chat says preach and he says, great question. So yeah, we'll dig yeah. into it. And David, Shut anybody up, David. else in the chat, if you have anything you want to add, or as we talk about it, anything you want uh, to talk more upon or expand upon, let us know. Mm, Anyways, later. I'll throw it to you guys while I finish jotting these ideas down. <laughs> Go on then, hide your fight. Kick yourself. Go on, Mike. God, that's, I don't think I really bump into that scenario that much. So right. you're, you're that's saying, it. You're out of here. <laughs> Boot him. Boot him. When you, do, when you don't want, when you don't have much time, but still want to keep momentum going. Is that what mm. you're saying? Yeah, and it's also your, you know, your morale, your spirit. You know, the music. You know, it can dip a bit if you're not really getting a chance to do it. Never really get a foot in, and life's getting in the way. You know, yeah. sometimes I'll say that when I get in a funk in a way when you're trying to do things is I just go do something else. I, I, I try to do something, you know how you get so focused on a project that that's all you want to do is you want to finish that and you do it. And I, I sometimes feel like I just got to clear my head by doing something musically in a different direction and mm -hmm. then sort of go back to what it is. Fortunately for me right now, I'm in the total opposite boat. I have got an open door of just ideas coming in uh, how I want to execute things. I feel really relaxed about my approach and I'm really excited about the direction I'm going. You're in the flow, man. All the possibilities of a clean slate. <laughs> Although, you know, three months ago when I was trying to finish up the last release, um, I just, it was getting that burnout though. It's like, mm. oh, I want to get done with this so I can move on and not have to worry about this. And, I mean, sometimes it's just like a job. Sometimes you're just like, I got to do it. And sometimes at my job, I think I'm going to do the worst stuff first. So that way I can just roll downhill from after there. Mm. That's my two cents. I like it. That's a good way to do it. It's a good so, way. As usual. <laughs> from the <Yeah>. fighter. <laughs> I love how you just dug that knife in though to Eon. Like that, that was well done. Yeah. Curtis, I, I don't have you, that problem. You? I'm actually, I'm feeling really good right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. So that's, that's your issue. You deal with it. I think uh, you're having a hammer problem. <laughs> Curtis, what about you? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, in a similar vein, like I, 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 I frequently, I've got about five or six projects going on at one time. And the, if I, I so if the big one like Maroon, for example, I was like in that for about two months straight, and now I've I sent it off to you to to be mastered. I've now got I've got four other projects or so to be looking at, and if I'm not feeling it on a certain day, I'll be like, okay, it's a case of what, what kind of mood am I am I in? Am I in a noise 
kind of album? Am I in a drum and bass mood? Am I in an ambient mood? That kind of thing. And then if I'm really just not feeling it, if I'm really not feeling like a production side of it, I go, what haven't I done in a while? What haven't I used in a while? What haven't I utilized? So for example, I've got, a, um, I've got the Volker sample and the Volker bass sitting there on the shelf. And I've got the Behringer TD3 sitting there as well, which I think I've, and I've just like, I haven't used them in a while. So it's like, I'll just, okay, I'll plug them in and I'll play with them for a little bit. And with no real kind of, outcome or desire to create anything other than just noise or weird sounds like I normally do the voices in my head say something and then I do it and they don't they, then they they praise me so it's kind of how that works and like I just kind of push things through and kind of go from there so I think that the momentum for me at least the momentum of or the lack of momentum or losing that momentum comes when there's like this end goal like with Marooned it was like I have to finish Marooned by a certain time because I want to get it out in January that kind of thing but if I've got no end goal, if I've got no kind of deadline, so to speak, it's pure creativity. And I kind of, I'll always cycle back to that route. I'll always cycle back to that. Or fail, failing that, I'll just pick up the six string and I won't even plug in. Like come, going right back to like learning, like literally like playing one note, one string at a time, just kind of seeing the, harm the harmonies ride with each other and kind of intrinsically get inspiration from that. That tends to be what I tend to do in that situation. What about if you just don't get the time in the studio, but you're full of ideas? There's loads of stuff you Able want to, to do. note. Oh, Able to note. <laughs> <laughs> stealing my thunder today. David in the chat stealing my thunder big time. I feel you, dude. And yeah, so yeah. David said, I have a business and family, so I really appreciate the problem, but definitely celebrating others' music is important to me. He also says, I definitely buy stuff to fill the void. I like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm not feeling the time, I mean, I always had that feeling where I don't have enough time because I'm always doing something else. Or there's there's always never enough time. There's never enough time. And I think, that, as you I know, think, I've said it before, it's the main point, right? It's yeah. not like you're waiting for some time in your life when there'll be loads of time for music. It's there's gonna never going to be loads of time for music. No, you got to make the no. time for real. if you want to. In that, in, that, in, that, in that situation, it's like, okay, so I look at the week. I had it, I had it about two weeks ago or last week. Oh, it was last week because, yeah, things happened last week. I was like, I haven't done anything all week. And I was, like, I was thinking, why? Why? Where is it? And it basically, it's because my, my schedule has basically gone out the window. And so it's completely changed. I'm all out of killer. And so I go, I pick up this pace and I go, okay, I didn't do anything last night. So the first thing I'm going to do before, while I have my morning coffee, for example, I'm just going to sit and play a few chords. Like... I actively, instead of going and sitting out for 20 minutes with my journal, I'll sit for 20 minutes in here. I'll, I'll find those pockets. Or if I'm on the tram, just keep me in that kind of way. Planning. Planning. If you're not planning. in the studio, plan what you're going to do when you are in the studio. <laughs> and then, yeah, get a, get a proverbial whiteboard and keep it with you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So Walker? Yeah, so I think one of the most important things to remember is there's always going to be waves of feeling like hydro fighter and feeling like eon lake in these current instances where you're on it and every you've got too many ideas to pour out they're just pouring out or nothing's working and i think it's important to not beat yourself up when you're feeling down and like you can't get anything done and also when you're in those moments where you're feeling really good remember that because then in those other times you can look back on that and be like i was there before i'm gonna get there again like, it's just the natural flow. Sometimes you're flow, sometimes you don't. Um, a couple other things, though, like when I'm really not feeling it or 
after a release and I like don't have ideas or something, I'll just completely change everything. Like uh, work only with the pocket operator, just chopping up samples that I've put out through the speakers or something, you know, just completely shake things up or only work with the circuit and the SP. Like just like, that's what I've been doing with those DiBiase's diners is that I'm only using the SP recording everything into it. There's no quantize. Like I'm trying to shut the quantize off even on the drums and things like that. And it just, gets my mind working in a way that it doesn't normally. So it starts putting me in that flow state where I'm like, oh, okay, this is clicking. This is working. Let me do that. And um, that's one of my favorite ways. What's up? Or on bits of kit, you can speed things up a bit as well, really. If you're not bouncing from different software, different hardware, the more you can do in one place like that, it's it's kind of economical with time as well, right? I, well, I would argue both. Because if you're really stuck with ideas and something's not clicking, when you keep changing it up, you'll discover new things from a synth or something like that. Like you said, you were using that one synth and you got this crazy sound from it that you've never gotten before. So sometimes it is good to switch things up, but yeah, it's also good to just be like a master of one piece of gear and you can use that like crazy. Um, I also wanted to mention, I've talked about this with social media content, but batch when you are feeling the vibe, like batch yeah. music, batch whatever you can. Rinse it. <laughs> yeah. yeah just just get everything you can out of it and then if nothing is clicking one thing that i like to do is watch a video about either chords or um you know music theory something like that and i'll take one little bit of it and just put it in the doll you know like a midi uh scale or something like that and just start messing with it and changing it around just to kind of get my brain working again for me everything is just get the brain working in ways that it's not used to so that it's novel so you'll get into that flow state and things start to click well and as we all try to go more towards a live uh execution I and mean, ideally i look at what i'm going to do as executing it faster being done with the song faster not dwelling on it so much and not thinking about mm -hmm. production so much but really thinking about the song more at the time i'm writing it not thinking about the song three months after i wrote it yeah mm. Sure. I like things to, to, to be more instinctive than thought out. I think you can get yeah. a bit stuck thinking sometimes, especially when something, if you do feel something's dragging, thinking about it is probably not going to Yeah, you get in a self-fulfilling prophecy. One of the things I wrote actually was don't worry about quality because you mentioned yeah. worrying about quality. And I was just don't worry about it, just make. And then later when you're in that mixing phase or whatever, just you know do go from there. And I've actually, some of my favorite songs lately have been technically terrible mixes of my, like the pocket operator songs I've been making, you know, that they're, they're like horrible in terms of the frequency spectrum and stuff, but they just work like that. And it's fun. And that's what matters. I'm not releasing them, but you know, I might put them on YouTube or something, but it just gets me thinking. And then I, I could always put that sample into logic or into the SP and add other things to make it more frequency appropriate and things like that. But just mm. have fun. That's the most important part. And as David says, 30 minutes a day is better than no minutes. That is how I dig out. Yeah. I mean, just if you can, like Curtis, in the morning coffee, just make a couple chords or something. You're getting that mind in a musical pattern and, and in reinstating and reinforcing that idea that you can create every day. With the, with the introduction of the Ableton Note, you know, like, um, <laughs> you're going to be sorted. Well, yeah. You see, these are my strategies. So this is something that I've struggled with a number of times. Time is an issue. I am time poor. I don't have a lot of time for this. Mm. I don't have a lot of time to mess around. And that's why I do a number of the things that I do do. So 
that's why the whiteboard exists. It's where my ideas live. It's my go-to list when I don't know what to do. Just pick something and do that, you know. <laughs> Simple, really. Um, I'm agreeing a lot with David in the chat. You know, he's stealing my thunder a bit, really. <laughs> um, you know, 30 minutes a day, it's about time hacking for me, basically. Mm. And things like Ableton Note let me time hack. So there's a limited amount of time that I spend in here. So I make sure that when I'm in here, I always bounce out a mix and it always goes into an application where I make notes on it. And I listen to it out of the studio and I make notes on it, what I'm going to do next. I've got all the next steps planned out. So I'm never looking for something to do when I'm in here. I've got a list of things to do, a list of songs to work on. I'll work on one. If it's not happening, I'll just switch to another one, do what's, do what's waiting on that one. Um, <clears throat> that's only part of it, though. Um, <clears throat> it's also about um, the head. Uh, the thing is, when you've only got a tiny amount of time to do music, it's really difficult to get into a, a creative mindset. And we talked about this in the past as well, and doing things like meditation can help. But <clears throat> if you're busy with life and you're not able to get in the studio, you obviously don't have time to meditate either. You know, you're not driving or something. Do you know what I mean? Don't meditate yeah. and drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't meditate and drive. Nirvana or bust. <laughs> <laughs> what I try and do is ramp up, and and that's like get in the mood. And, and mm. I'm I'm talking about shows like All Dogma, um, Enclosure Three, Dark Train, and so on. If I know I'm going to be doing a session, and I'm able to, and I've got time, I get some of these shows on, or I listen to people's latest releases, and so on. I try and warm myself up and move my head from the day stuff and all the things that have to be done and the internal monologue and into a more peaceful place, a more artistic sort of frame of mind so that when I do stand here with mm -hmm. the things that I've got to do that I've planned already, I'm ready to execute it in a way that I'm a little bit nearer the state of mind that I need to be. I think I need to just play something for five minutes to try and get more into that state than I do. But I try and ramp myself up and I try and ramp myself down again afterwards by listening to things that are nearly done. Mm. Reminding myself... Do you have time to listen to those things during your busy day? Yeah, I do. But I, I also try and sort of finish the session after the session by reminding myself that I've actually completed a lot of stuff <laughs> and it is going okay, you know, to focus on the positives. So I sort of ease myself into it with some inspiring tunes. <laughs> yeah. I have a plan and execute on that plan in the little time that I do have, um, and then wind myself down with some, you know, it's going all right, you're making some good music, just keep at it. And mm. time hacking, it's like David said in the chat, you know, 20 minutes a day, half an hour a day, it's surprising what you can do with it, if you, even if it is just a tiny bit. Well, you There's make the most of it. It's all time management, yeah. you know? And Curtis, well, what were you going to say? You said, I think, and... You do it every day. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, you do it every day. And, and in terms of, like, shifting the mindset again i'm not the same as you Eon. like i'll meditate before i come in and do my stuff in the, in the name of transition uh transitioning from the day to, to the day to the creativity but if i'm running late or if i'm having a day where i'll do it i'll i'll go the other way as in i won't let myself move out of that space for the whole entire day so like if i get up in the morning and i've got to say i've got to go to work um i will do similar to you i'll look at look at like my unfinished tracks in the morning with my coffee or with my tea or for example 
and then I'll go about my day, but I'm not really thinking about my day. I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing or what the job's doing. I'm thinking about those tracks or I'm thinking about what I've got to do when I get back in this space tonight. So it's like my brain is still on this like trajectory where it's going and everything else is kind of like on autopilot kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then I come back to here and it's like, okay, well, this basically that, that time didn't exist. I compartmentalize that and it kind of comes back through. It might be a little bit extreme. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it works for me. Well, I guess it just depends on your day and the type of stuff you have to do. And like David says, not doing the one thing that makes you feel special can be mentally tough. I had a discussion with a friend last night about this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to, to say to that. It, it it can be, but you just have to figure out, like, carve a space for it and make the most of those 30 minutes, like Jan Lake was saying, every single day. That adds up over time, and maybe as time goes on, you can add more time or there's weekends where you can get more, you know. It's just making the most of what you've got because that's what you're dealing with. You know? Collect tools that help you do that as well, you know. So this is why taking notes on the go is really good for me. If I'm set for an hour because my kid's doing something, you know, that's an hour. That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> if you don't have in the studio, you need to start using some of these, don't you? Completely. You become an insomniac. That's yeah. That's great way to do it. down every it's, night, hours, doing nothing. Yeah, there's that one sleep cycle where you can sleep 20 minutes like every two hours. You can try that. But, you know, <laughs> See how that works out for you. <laughs> you know? I like to listen to songs sometimes when I'm working on them just before I go to sleep and go, right, go on then. <laughs> finish it while i'm asleep I tell <laughs> see i won't sleep then i just think about it and i'm yeah, like oh, what too. if i do this what if i do this then i just want to get into the studio and it's like i, I can't I, I switch off i usually fall asleep listening to it oh see and, i can't uh, do I like that. that and it's like right push it to the subconscious that's mm. impressive then you wake up you know ah that's that chord that's what i need to do yeah I don't know. if something good happens in the next session then i pretend it's because yeah, it's that. from the sleep yeah exactly i've got no idea where it came from but i'm gonna say that it makes it sound like I know what I'm doing then. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be curious to know what uh, you guys in the chat, th- thank you, David, for your comments. It's really interesting yeah. to hear what, what your thoughts about all this. And yeah, um, if you're watching back, um, what do you think? Where are you with this? I mean, what do you do to keep your motivation going and make and carve out the time that you need in order to be creative? Because it is important. Um, we'd be keen to know what you think. Useful skills either way for any emotion. Very much so. Um, for the final part of the show today, gentlemen, should we side across to some Warpers Marketing Minutes? Which we've got a name for. But, um, I think you just named it, as we've been calling it. So we do have a name. Are we happy with said name? Maybe I think not. what we've got is a running joke where we say that every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some Warpers, what's going on with YouTube, man? Uh, well, I posted a video, you don't have to show it, we can put it in the link from Think Media, they were talking about some recent, I think it was a bit of a a leak in terms of like what YouTube is planning to do with YouTube. Um, But the biggest thing was that they seem to be going real big on podcasts, and like long, long form content. And they're, they're doing a whole new YouTube section called podcasts. So it seems like they're going to try to get that piece of the Spotify pie. Uh, I guess, I I mean, YouTube has always done podcasts, but now they're going pretty hard on it. As you can see in the video, youtube.com slash podcast. Pretty cool to see if you like that kind of long form content. And then one of the other things that's interesting is the whole shorts and long form content. You would think they're connected, right? That the algorithms are similar. And, you know, if you're doing well on shorts, that means you're doing well as a channel, right? I mean, that's that makes sense to me. 
But no, that's not the case. Shorts and long form algorithms are completely separate. If you do well on shorts, that doesn't mean anything for the rest of your channel. They are working and they've said it. One of the YouTube creators or designers even straight up said that the short form algorithm and long form algorithm are not connected in any way, but they're working on it. And I think one of their first steps was what we talked about last week. And we have a short video of that section if you wanna check it out about making YouTube shorts from your pre-existing long form content. So you can just go to a video of yours that's 16 by nine, hit the little shorts button and it'll create a short. You can choose the section and all that and it makes a short and it links to the other video. So now they're starting slowly to connect these two algorithms. Where that leads to, only YouTube really knows, I suppose. But it is interesting to see and like, I don't know if you guys have been experienced this, but I've been seeing bigger Instagram creators talking about Instagram reach and the algorithm just tanking. And I've mm -hmm. noticed it. So mm -hmm. I'd be curious if any of you guys noticed a yeah. decrease in um, algorithmic. I think a lot of people are saying that now. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be the common theme that's yeah. going through just a massive drop in reach, massive drop in kind of connectivity and seeing content that you want to see. Really. Yeah. Um, and I, um, I mentioned that, well, first of all, usually we cover something that Adam Masseri, this Instagram head, will talk about in terms of new things with the Instagram. I haven't seen him posting any of that. Maybe I'm not even seeing his reels because of the decrease in the algorithm. But I think the reason I keep talking about YouTube lately is, uh, as you know, it's, it's another big corporation and all that stuff. But I like YouTube for its longer form content and things like that. And I think it's a good place to be. It's a little more consistent. It's one of, if not the biggest search engine, which is not the case for Instagram at the moment. So I've been watching and looking at a lot more stuff about YouTube while this whole Instagram thing is going on. So I wanted to mention that if anybody in the chat has experienced these Instagram things, let us know. I've seen like big creators talk about, I'm burnt out. Everything I'm posting is going nowhere. Things like that. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, so I think just moving to YouTube, if that's something you like is cool and knowing all these different things about shorts and long form is good to know. Yes, Ian, like what were you gonna ask or say? I, I just think it's, it's interesting to know that, that from a programming perspective that the algorithms are separate. And yeah. it's, not a huge, it's not a huge surprise to me personally, but then you know, maybe that's just because I listen to you, dude. But <laughs> um, I suppose there's also this algorithm, you know, that you know, people do catch you on shorts and and are interested in some way enough, they can still, you know, click on you and look at other stuff that you might look at. I mean, maybe yeah. the algorithm yeah. isn't necessarily going to automatically serve it up for them, but I mean, people, you know, decide for themselves what they want to look at as well. And presumably if they do that enough, then the algorithm will work in that regard. But, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into sort of trying to appease the god algorithm and sometimes it's you know just being or doing all right in one of them mm -hmm. might be enough just to get you the attention that that you might need from people who could potentially be interested in what you do yeah. just you know yeah. sound positive for a bit you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love the way you said uh, you made a short about shorts <laughs> it wasn't actually a short it's a shorter <laughs> clip of adsn of just that segment we are doing shorts as about well shorts. <laughs> We've been testing on Audionautic multiple formats, so we're doing clips from the show that are the horizontal normal clips, but they're shorter, but they're longer form, you know, five to ten minutes, something like that, just on one specific topic from the episode. 
So, you know, you hit a different algorithm. So people that want to watch full podcast can watch it if they're searching for certain topics or just want to see a shorter bit, that's there. And then we're also testing the shorts because we want to see what the algorithm for shorts does. I've been doing shorts on my channel. And as I mentioned last week, I've been doing shorts from my longer form content where I cut it on YouTube. And those seem to perform the best because it's the newest thing YouTube's doing is that you can make these shorts directly on it. So they'll promote it. Yeah. Well, the shortest of shorts uh, seems to be doing quite well. Yeah, um, the 15 second ones seem like well, the way to I go. It's doing quite well. Um, it's always interesting. It's, it's, it's a race. It's a race. TikTok kind of powered through a new kind of format, and it seems to be the race to the middle now. Instagram are doing yeah. it, YouTube are doing it. YouTube, as you say, because of where Instagram is kind of headed, um, and where and by extension where Facebook's headed by that by that as well seems to be youtube is this new growing burgeoning i mean it's always been a social media of such but now they're bringing in the more of the personal touch to it all it's just the race in the middle and that they they seem to be winning the race at the moment youtube also introduced handles so you can now be at sun warper on youtube yeah yeah and that's 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 pretty cool so i will say if you have a youtube channel and you haven't created a, a name because most channels you can instead of just being you know youtube.com slash five five you know gazillion numbers and stuff you can set it to a name like audionautic or sunwarper or hydrofighter if you haven't done that i would recommend doing it because that will become the handle and i think you, there can only be one handle on youtube or yeah. something i think if that's how handles like on any of these others work so i would yeah. definitely go and change that if anybody wants us to show you how to do it we can make a short hey. <laughs> so yeah um thank you very much for that and we'd like to know what you think about this have you started utilizing youtube since we started talking about it a bit more let us know because yeah we're interested to see what data and what kind of ideas you've been getting from it that brings us to the end of everything that we have here on the docket for today um some is there anything you'd like to say before we depart i just want to mention if you're looking for any cool new electronic music we have an audionautic radio playlist where we put tons of stuff we update it weekly it's got a lot of good music you're welcome to submit you can dm myself sun warper or audionautic on twitter if you want to submit uh, but i'd love for you to check it out and give it a listen it helps everyone grow as we always say together we grow i just yeah. get through all those uses i was talking about earlier <laughs> yeah, <we're good. laughs> yeah there you go yeah Hydrofire, any final words? Nothing for me. Cool. Just happy, happy to see you all again. Yeah, it's yeah, good to have you. It's nice to hang out. It's a little, a little piece of, it's a little anchor around the chaos of existence. <laughs> it's lovely. It's nice. uh, that's that's like almost nihilistic, but but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back next week, and we'll, at the same time, doing the same stuff. Well, talking about different stuff, but in a similar fashion. It's always good fun. Thank you ever so much for joining us. If you are vibing with what we're doing here, please consider telling people about it you know word of mouth and all that stuff is how we grow you know and we'd like to grow reach more people need to reach more sympathetic ears that'd be really nice synthetic i thought you said i was gonna say well we do love synthesizers yeah leave a like it helps a ton subscribe if you're not subscribed and we're also on spotify and apple Podcasts. we're gonna be doing some newer formats on there so definitely head over there and follow if you want to check it out very much so very much so so yeah so we'll see you in about a week's time uh there's also more content like binary stars if you're interested in that if you can't get enough from that that's our some author and i's slow show in a way where we look at, take a look show. at different tracks we look at we look at really hone in on a couple of tracks as opposed to looking at a kind of a big broad stretch spectrum of things it's good fun we have a we have a chat shoot the shit 
good fun writing. Yeah, we we always go through the song as a musician. Like, oh, how did they create this part? Those drums are really cool. Like, did they do this or that? So if you like to see that kind of stuff and you want to take part in it, check it out. Until next time, thank you very much. Take Thanks for watching.